Thank you for listening to Sports Unfolded here on Anchor. We want to thank Anchor for everything they've done. It is easy to use, so I suggest everybody get out there and make a podcast, put it on Anchor, and show it to the world. So once again, thank you for watching Sports Unfolded on Anchor. Thank you very much. Hope to hear from you soon. Wrestling Den. You are the Wrestling Denizon, and I'm your host as always, Macho Man Ricky Savage. Yeah! And with me, introducing my co-host, Nikolai Jerkoff. Yeah! Nikolai, a little less Jerkoff this week because of new, <laughs> new equipment. New equipment. New camera, new microphone. I was going to say, that to... that's actually the big announcement. I wrote down big announcements, and what it was was that my man over here got himself a new camera. A new microphone. We tested it out. We made sure. Yeah, that's the one thing I always got to remember if I'm pointing this way. Like, right is wrong. Wrong is right. <laughs> right. So, yes. I, I forget that you're always going to be on this side. I'm always on this side. So, just know Daddy's right. right here. And also, I forgot. I introduced my co-host, but I forgot to mention his Miss Liz, as always. Yeah. Big gold. What do they say? 10 pounds? It kind of feels like that. Even for a replica. It's pretty huge. That's what like she said. Does that feel like that dump you took earlier? 10 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut into it. Uh <laughs> that, that was a good that was a good story. I, I like it. But um, if you want, make sure tonight we got a lot of stuff to talk about. It's it's a lot of good stuff. Obviously, you as a wrestling fan have seen it all, so we're gonna talk about it all. Uh, I was actually absent as of last week. I had to go to the dentist. He massacred my mouth, and I think it was Doctor Keith himself because I'm definitely feeling it. But question, um, question: Yes, was your dentist appointment at, like what time was it at? It was um, I did it early, earlier in the morning. They oh, fit me in for okay. nine. You know what the best time to do a dentist appointment is? Uh, like two days or three days before, so that way you can heal up and you don't have to worry about skipping broadcast. No, two thirty. It wasn't a Paul Walker joke, so I'm going to leave it alone. I'll take it. I should have seen it coming. I should have seen it coming. That was a swerve. Anyways, make sure you go follow all this zany wackiness. As always, please, we are on Facebook at The Wrestling Den and on Twitter at Wrestling Den TM. We are live on Rhode Island Broadcasting, YouTube, and Sports Unfolded every Thursday sometime around 7 p.m. We may make it. Who knows? Be sure to also follow our gracious hosts, Eric and Ron, at Sport Unfolded on Facebook and at Twitter, at Sport Unfolded. And if you don't want to see our ugly mugs, then you can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. But no matter what, you don't want to miss out on the action. So again, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Speaking of which, first thing on my mind, CM Punk. It's on everybody's mind, right? Guys wearing the shirt, CM Punk. The best in the world at what he does. That's Chris Jericho. But CM Punk, okay... I think I think the biggest shock factor of CM Punk returning was the fact that it was questionable because the fact that he's been so adamant about not returning to the professional wrestling world. And then all of a sudden, as I had talked about previously on the last few podcasts, that, you know, they're talking about him coming out in, on Rampage last Friday. And that was a speculation that he'd be in the United Standard. Now, I said CM Punk wouldn't make his debut to All Out. That was my guess because I figured that would be hold out on the biggest like debut of a guy who's been out of wrestling for seven years. Sorry, out of the professional wrestling world since August 13th, 2005. But 
out of professional wrestling since 2014, sports entertainment. Okay. So being right, out of the right. WWE since 2014, but being out of the professional wrestling world since 2005. All right. So he's been pretty adamant. And I said to myself, what better way to have CM Punk make a return like that than at All Out, their biggest pay per view? I technically wasn't wrong. I technically wasn't. His wrestling debut is at All Out. Right, right. I, to me, it went uh, for concluded that, you know, I felt personally that they squandered the potential of that debut by having him debut at Rampage. But now I'm actually questioning myself on that because I feel like it was actually the best ultimate time because you don't want to see him just come out and do a random match with Darby for no reason. The fact that he did it and came out and presented himself is giving him the ample opportunity to be able to, because the big thing is that debut, that wrestling in-ring debut is going to be still the biggest thing you want to see. Another bigger thing. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. You're saying like him coming out, talking, being on TV for the first time, being in a wrestling ring. That's the one you're like, okay, that's one thing, you know, too much of a good thing can also, you know, hurt you. It's kind of like when someone returns on pay-per-view and the crowd pops and it's great. And then suddenly they challenge the, for the women's title and win it in 22 seconds. Like that's, just a little too much all at once, wouldn't you say? I know I, I, I'm going to ask, but I shouldn't have to ask because the fact that you said that. So I'm assuming you watched SummerSlam. And because it's one of our ritual ones, Royal Rumble is kind of like something we watch. But it's mainly – me and you have always watched main, uh, WrestleMania and, and, and SummerSlam. So right. it's no surprise. The, the Rumble you have to watch. It's, it, the, watching the Royal Rumble is like watching the two-month early pre-show for WrestleMania. That's how it always is. The Rumble is always like – you know, as soon as you watch that, it's WrestleMania time. I think the cool thing for us, though, tradition-wise, our tradition is WrestleMania when I come out and visit, SummerSlam when I come out and visit. We watch them both, like no matter what. Even though, like, you ever, no, you ever notice we get more enjoyment out of the SummerSlams than we do the, the we, we really do. We really do. Like I remember, like like Mandy on the like the shoulders of Brock Lesnar, dude, and just like the whole thing, mm. and we're hanging out with Alex. Like now, that's the one where Brock beat up Orton, right? The one where Brock beat up Cena, we were all there watching it together. LJ was there, and Greg mm-hmm. and stuff. Yep. Yeah, the one where we went over to Alex Cunningham's house and watched the Orton one. That was with the Brock Lesnar cutout and all that. Yep, which is funny because like uh, we'll get we'll get into that. We'll get deeper into that about Brock Lesnar because there's a lot to talk about with Brock oh. too. But what? Oh, no, I'm just. Yeah, I got you. I, I jumped on at the last second. Today's been a day of like I've been like very simplistic at work. Like I'm walking with a box of great stuff, foam insulation, and I have no were apron you, on. Were you, were you dressed like that at work, minus the yes. orange apron? Oh, so yes. so you you were uh, well. I like was. Car- you wait, hold on. So you were dressed like Carlito Caribbean Tool. I was dressed like Carlito Caribbean Tool. <laughs> Sounds good. You spit in the face of people who don't people want to rent who don't want to be tools who don't, who don't want to rent tools. There it is. <laughs> I spit in the face of people who don't want to rent tools. This guy gets the pop of the night, dude, because, okay, he got me, dude. That was a stone cold moment, dude. He got me. <laughs> but, like, I'm walking there. I got, like, this insulation stuff, like, and I'm, and I'm about to go fill a hole and, and then put all this stuff in. And I got no apron on. And some customer sees me, and, like, because I was, I was inc- incognito. So I'm going down there, right? And this customer sees me. He's like, oh, I'm going to go fill some holes? I was like, how'd you know? He's like, I could just tell because I had like a whole bunch of them. And I'm thinking just in my mind. Him, just tell him you're on, way, on your way to visit his mom. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what I was saying. But, oh, me, yeah, man. but me just being incognito and I'm walking here. And I'm not thinking because I'm thinking I got to go fill a hole. I'm like, how does this customer know about Home, Home Depot lingo? How does he know about this kind of stuff? I'm thinking this guy's a genius. And like, you know, I, I made my little pass. And then I walk down the hardware aisle and I'm like, 
I'm thinking as soon as I got there, I'm like, this guy thought I was a contractor. And I was like literally going to go fill holes with this. Like I had like 10 cans of like great stuff. And I'm just thinking to myself, I was focused on the fact that I thought this guy was thinking I was going to go do my job and he knew exactly what I was doing. That's right. the kind of moment I just had now. The truth of the matter is he just knows you're an arch Bushman and you were going to fill out someone like a job application. You know? <laughs> That's, so a whole di- that's a whole different job. Someone's mom or Miss Liz herself. Yeah. This is a pretty big hole to fill. I don't think you can fill these shoes, bud. Yeah, all you got to do is wrap the belt around your waist and snap it on, Rick, to fill that hole. If I if I could, I would. But honestly, it just goes around the shoulder for reasons being. It just looks that much cooler. So, do, you, so do, we- you ever see, do you ever see everybody come out anymore wearing the belt around their waist? It's always like. Mm, I do. Some people. Yeah. I think the more traditional wrestlers, honestly, but. Anyways, right, getting back, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Getting back to the subject at hand, CM Punk. Wait, no, no, and that's what I was going to ask you. CM Punk is where we're going to start, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the subject. So you start at the Dynamite promo and some of the things that he said, you know, in particular, something you referenced earlier, which was how he left professional wrestling when he left Ring of Honor with tears in his eyes and then, you know, flash forward all this time and now he's back in a professional wrestling ring in AEW and... You know, something that's very telling was that line, of course, but then also him saying, like, you know, for anyone who disagreed with his decisions, because a lot of us have probably questioned, you know, the things that he's done going back on in WWE television and, and being part of their broadcast team to for the, you know, I think it was like a Fox thing. It wasn't necessarily a WWE thing, but um, he said that anyone who disagreed with his decisions, you know, they need to just understand that he wasn't ever going to get better like mentally or spiritually or anything like that, going back to the same place that got that him sick, sick in the first. Yeah. I was just like, whoa, dude, that is uh-huh. very, it's dude, very it, raw, very, very interpersonal for him to say that. I thought that. And was he cool. was, and then that's the thing about CM Punk is that he's never really played a character like, like he's playing more than he actually tells. I think he wears his heart on his sleeve, uh, much like other wrestlers like Chris Benoit. He wasn't, he's never really been. He means something. Like, even though he's, portraying himself as CM Punk and not Phil Brooks. I think as as Phil Brooks, he's always made a little bit of truth, if not most of everything that what he's saying has been truthful because that's what really gave some of the punk, uh, the fire that was underneath it was that it was a man who was disgruntled about what was going on in backstage affairs. And though they turned into a storyline, there was truth to it. Just like how Scott Hall like had battled his addictions and they used it on WCW, but just not in the same right. bad, not a, bad not, a, not in a stupid way. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> it, it, what's but, interesting? What's interesting about that too? Uh, like to your point is you know the be- Jim Cornette says it is that like the best things in wrestling are things that you can believe. Yes, there's over the top antics. There's there's things that happen that you have to suspend disbelief. But if you believe in the person and what they do, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, for instance, if you believe he's the anti-hero and you believe he's the the blue collar guy and you believe he's against. Vince McMahon and against, you know, the corporate system, then, and, and Stone Cold Steve Austin in general, you can believe that's who he is turned up to 11. And to me, those are the most, that those are the best things in wrestling are the things you can believe. And, 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 and Punk turned up to 11 is something that, you know, people can believe. So. And, and, and I think that's the thing too, um, to, to, to tack on this, to Stone Cold. So the infamous mic drop, you know, he sits down, he talks about Cole Cabana, and he's wearing a Stone Cold t-shirt. Well, he went in the back and says none of his merchandise was back there. The only thing he could grab, first thing he grabbed, Stone Cold t-shirt. And it wasn't even like planned. It was just like, boom, he had it, put it on, came out and did the promo. And it just like, it couldn't have been more fitting of a situation. 
Like if right. if, if, it was, if something wasn't planned, if that if that wasn't planned at all, like nobody said, "Hey, go wear a Stone Cold T-shirt. This is your Stone Cold moment." Like if he just happened to grab first thing he saw was a Stone Cold shirt, grabbed it, put it on. Well, guess what? Unintentional Stone Cold moment. That, yeah, and that's poetic too. It, that and the pipe bomb, you know, is comparative to a, a promo lighting. I can't believe I said uh, mic drop. That's just where my mind is. Right. But yeah, the pipe yeah, bomb. Okay. Either the way. The, with the pipe bomb promo, uh, you know, people kind of um, relate that to the same thing like when Austin did the Austin 316 promo. It, it's like a point in time in wrestling. Someone comes on the mic, says something, and then you can see this noticeable change and this rising action, pr- you know, proceeding and, afterwards. And you can relate those to that. I think that's why that match was so sought out with Stone Cold being like, you know, the bear drinking, like the Steve Weisers and Steampunk being the complete opposite. But both guys had like like purpose to their meaning. Like both guys have been treated – to a certain point where they were finally mm. pissed off to the point where right. when they did their promo, like it was just all emotion and, and it was real. So like if you talk about a match made in heaven, modern day wrestler versus a wrestler from the past, Stone Cold versus CM Punk is the biggest thing to never happen. That, well, like, that's why that, 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 uh, remember that presser thing with JR, uh, when he's sitting between Punk and Austin when they're, Oh yeah. WWE. WWE 13. Yeah. Yeah. And like, <laughs> No, and dude, it's so contentious because both of them are like in character, you know, and both of them are like, oh, I guess we'd see what would happen. You know, uh-huh. and of course, Austin's all he's all pumped. He's like, I'll drop you on that stack of dimes. You call a neck bar like, you know, and then <laughs> Punk's not going to back down. And so Jr. sitting there like. Hmm. Do they even did yeah. that? Like what when they were backstage when they were promoting the other game, like when he got like when he was back there and he was talking to Stone Cold and he was going, what? And like that just every interaction that they've had being a little bit in character like there's truth to it and then there's like it's just you felt that it was there that's what i feel like it was building those two moments alone that they had those two interactions it was like dude if something that actually comes out of this it would have been like the greatest thing that i actually see like the greatest right. thing that but, you could possibly watch the, the issue like that's the thing about dream matches and if, if father time wasn't in rock and cena know, and cm punk and stone in, cold in would a, have been the perfect threat. moment well rock and cena did happen because you know it twice it the once in a lifetime that happened twice and then a tag team match as well twice in twice in a lifetime yeah. um and you know what's funny is all a lot of that stuff happened during punk's rise and stuff and it's something they didn't plan for they did the first match um what is that that's the year Punk went up against Jericho, I think. 2011? At the WrestleMania where the first, the once in a lifetime happens. And then all that stuff happens with Punk. Then uh, by the time you get to the next WrestleMania, you know, they they kind of pushed him out of the storyline with The Rock and, and uh, Cena, and he goes up against The Undertaker. And that, you know, that and that was great in and of itself. And, you know, Do I Do you kinda, think that he should have ended his streak? That's what I was going to say. We've kind of debated and tossed this around. I think that Punk should have been the champion going into the match because for mm-hmm. me, the a streak versus streak would have been better. The longest reigning WWE champion in the modern versus. era versus the streak at WrestleMania would have been better than like why does The Rock and Cena need the title for twice in a lifetime? Who gives a crap? To, to, to answer and, that, that's the nicest way I can say it. Who cares at all? about that why exactly. why does the rock and cena need the belt and no, punk, they, they didn't need the belt actually that's the thing they didn't and, even and need punk the belt did, punk didn't need the belt either but he just happened to have the belt you see yes he was the champion he was the heel champion going it would have just stacked the cards a little bit higher rather than just rumble and if punk came out of royal rumble with that win over the rock 
and then going in to face Undertaker, he could be like, he could very well talk about how, oh, you know, he conquered the great one. He, all these these uh, wrestlers from yesteryear, this this attitude era that everyone, you know, fondly remembers as the best time in wrestling with the best wrestlers and the best this and that would have you. Well, well, The Rock isn't the best. I'm the best. And then he could have brought it right into, oh, I'm going to slay yet another dragon from uh, yesteryear. But year, at that point, then you put yourself in the tough maybe. shoes. Because at this point, Undertaker was looking to get out of WrestleMania or get out of WWE and, and have that match. He was looking, he was chasing the dragon. He started chasing the dragon around this point. Actually, yeah. this is even before that because when Sean retired and then Triple H, but he was in the in the middle of trying to chase the dragon. At that point, yeah. you, I felt that Undertaker deserved to win it because I didn't see him losing the streak. Like as much right. as I wanted to see Punk to win it, there was that suspension of disbelief. Right. But then it kind of brought me back to reality. Like. Undertaker's gonna win. So but I'm saying compromise, compromise. Let Punk go in with the belt, but under but, let Undertaker win. But, that, but that's the problem. But that's the problem. But that's the problem. That's why I think it didn't work out with the belt because Undertaker can't be the champion because he wasn't meant to be there after WrestleMania. He was meant to take off and do his recuperation and, and do whatever he needed to do to get ready for the next big one. You know, because he wasn't. This is him being part time. You know, Undertaker leaves after he wins, and then it's like you don't see him for a while, and then he shows up mysteriously. Like, this was all because Paul Bearer died, and CM Punk took advantage of that for the storyline that, you know, would get to Undertaker. So it was about vengeance for Undertaker to, to you know, okay. pretty much pay respects to Paul Bearer. So if he if he's going to win and he wins the belt, then this means this man has to stick around until he loses the belt. So they couldn't well, do that. Well, I have, uh, I have, I have something, too. So, so imagine Taker beats Punk, and you go, okay, the Undertaker wins. He, he poses with the belt at the end. Punk Money in the loses, bank. Loses the title. No, say so the next pay-per-view or the next big thing that's going on for that, why don't you have uh, Punk the challenge – No, have, have him challenge Undertaker to like a buried alive, something stupid like that. You know, give me, no, no, <laughs> I, I, no, 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 no I'm, I'm following you, but I just no, – the gears then he are says, turning. But then he says – you know, oh, I'm going to bury you alive, Taker, and I'm going to bury your career, and I'm going to send you to go meet to see Paul Bear. Like, boom. And there you go. Like, and then yeah, he wants the like, belt back. And then he would have been, you know, two time WWE champion. But three, three, because he actually won it, lost well, it to Alberto. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So and, that's and yeah. won it back. Three. That's right. Because that was the whole, it was the belt exchange. When he first won it, he didn't get to hold on to it. And then he finally won it again. So the second, it's the second reign that ended up being the longest reign. I, I the do first reign. On this CM Punk return, like the crowd was was uh, you know fire for it. Obviously, he was emotional. The crowd was emotional. There's that guy that people have been talking about, you know, yeah, crying and stuff. And and I wasn't like brought to tears, but I knew that this was something special. I knew this was something important. And you know, one of the biggest uh, one of the things I wanted to make sure I referenced on here. If you hadn't seen it, did you see that Kevin Nash tweet? No. Did you see the Kevin Nash tweet? So Punk comes out and then Nash tweets, OMG, CM Punk, WTF, thought he was dead, LOL. Yes, that's okay. <laughs> I didn't see it, but that's awesome that's on beautiful. Kevin Nash to, to yeah. see a Punk's little Chef, sister. Chef's, Chef's kiss. kiss. Yeah, dude. Like Kevin Nash, they, <laughs> I thought he was, yo, that's, that's one point for the good guys, dude. Kevin Nash finally, after all these years, dude, Big Daddy Diesel. Right, got him back, dude. Got yeah, him back, yeah. dude. No, he waited. He waited <laughs> seven and a half. Biden was time. Biden time. Ten to twelve years waiting for it. You know that there's always a good storyline in wrestling, dude. That was the long-awaited Kevin right. Nash rebuttal. But no, that's it's going to happen at uh, all. What is it? All out or all in? I can't remember. All out. Is it this time? All out. Yeah. Okay. So Nash is going to show up and powerbomb Punk. <laughs> yeah. 
He's gonna dye his hair dye his hair black because they didn't want That's it right. want it white and, and, <laughs> and WWE wanted to keep him nice and dark. But to uh, talk about what's happening in chat uh, before we get to ahead of ourselves with CM Punk becoming champion in AEW anytime soon, um, it is clear in his intentions when he made his promo. He's here to work for the with the younger talent, and I think um, another person I'm gonna be talking about. Later, well, we're gonna be talking about later. Um, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, the the potential AEW. Um, you know, I, as much as you want to see these guys become AEW champion, will it happen? We can never say for sure. But I know that as far as his intentions go, he made it very clear that his his reason for being here is is like unfortunately for WWE and how it worked out. CM Punk was in the position that these guys are in now, where these guys have been here. They've been, you know, they this is their home, and here comes this guy, much like Roman Reigns and your John Cena's and your Brock Lesnar's coming in and just stomp all over these guys. CM Punk is not going to do that. AEW, I'm actually going to give them kudos because the big thing that I'm excited about AEW is that I've been contemplating this for a while since we've been doing these podcasts. I haven't really given much thought to AEW. I kind of like gave them more so an afterthought, and that's why just recently in the last few podcasts have they been talked about. And they deserve to be talked about more, but unfortunately, being a fan at that point, I was mentally checked out, and I mean this. I mentally checked out when CM Punk lost, and he walked away, and he called it quits. And, and that was me. As a wrestling fan, I walked away when CM Punk did. I stayed around with this guy just long enough to see Daniel Bryan get the same fate that they're like, oh, well, we're just going to give it to Daniel Bryan instead since CM Punk's being a little baby. And they gave it to Daniel Bryan, but look what happened to Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. They did the same thing to Daniel Bryan, and then we watched Daniel Bryan have to suffer a little bit longer until he had that that unfortunate injury and had to, had to retire for a while. So while what that was the final straw for me. CM Punk was the, the final straw, but Daniel Bryan being mistreated right after him, after Punk had just stated how he felt, and then Daniel Bryan was like, okay, well, we're going to show that Punk is just, you know, he's a sore loser. Dude lost the title, and he, and he cried about it, and, and you know, he, he going to get the match with Triple H, the big match, instead of getting the match that he deserved. No. He walked away, so they gave it to Daniel Bryan out of spite, and then look what they did to Daniel Bryan anyways. So that right. was when I mentally checked out of wrestling, and, and I haven't been back since. Until up until recent, with Edge's return and Edge more so going into Money in the Bank, I think honestly was the turning point for me as a wrestling fan that I started coming back because I was like, I want to see, I want to see Edge do everything that he wants to do, um, and I, and I'm happy for him, and and I'm watching him with his Money in the Bank leading up into Money in the Bank. I was legitimately interested in what he was doing, like with Roman Reigns, like the, the match that the the casuals want to see, that other people want to see, Spear versus Spear, which actually didn't really play out that way, which is a good thing because it's been overplayed. One guy like Bobby Lashley right. or Goldberg or Edge or Roman Reigns, they all have a spear. So we got to see like a million spears in this match, right? Or spear reversals. Like who's who's going to do it better? But it didn't matter. It's more so about Roman Reigns just doing all the punches. We'll get to that for, for uh, SummerSlam. But Money in the Bank was more so Edge came out looking like a badass and was. Up until leading into that match, this man was on fire. And I knew right then and there with him beating up the Usos and and, and beating up Roman and getting and, and getting advantage, like the advantage over early before Money in the Bank, I knew leading into Money in the Bank, he wasn't going to win the match. Because you don't get that much star power. You don't get that much action. You don't get that much, boom, he runs out and, right. and Roman Reigns doesn't car- like get out of there and, and carry away. Like, no, he, he throws um, Jay to him and he gets spared. The next week, he can't. There's nowhere to go. He gets him in the crossface with the the broken part of the chair, and he's got him like, oh no, I'm gonna tap like in the middle of the ring. It's like this is what you're gonna see at Money in the Bank. But as you know, as a wrestling fan, 
it's not going to be in money bank. He's not going to win. He's not going to get the. That's all he. That's what he got. He got it beforehand. Right. So because he got it beforehand and money in the bank, there's going to be some kind of way that he lost. And of course, it was Seth Rollins, and it led yeah. up to Seth Rollins versus Edge. Hold on though. With with that in mind, there there's kind of parallels. You draw a couple of parallels with that because you're like, okay, well, Edge is oh, so come juicy in. too. There's a yeah, lot of parallels. Is, right. Well, you, Edge is going to come in, and you know he's not going to beat Roman because Roman's the biggest thing going, and and like you said, some of the dynamics of that. But then flip over to AEW. Just going back to that that real quick. The the dynamic with Christian Kenny Omega. It, which is something mm. we didn't touch on before we get to the punk thing. We also have to talk about that. Um, how Christian went in, had his match with Kenny Omega, and won the Impact title. No Pat McAfee. You're know saying though. I think that the thing with Christian too is because so Adam Page had a child and he's not going to be all out. So that's why Christian is in that match to begin with, and Christian returning and winning the Impact Championships. From Kenny Omega, I think that's a, that's the thing too. Guy comes in and he comes in and he's given this golden opportunity, right? And then it's like some people are like, "Well, what the hell?" Like Adam Page deserves it more. Christian's not winning the AEW Championship, and, and I'm going to put this on right now. If the man won both the Impact titles, he's not going to win the AEW title too. He got the Impact titles off of Kenny Omega because he's going to do stuff in, in Impact as well. We want to see right. Christian Cage in Impact. That's where Christian right, Cage which was is made. Where he was, yeah, exactly. So it makes perfect sense that he takes the Impact title off of him then because Kenny Omega doesn't need all this drip going into All Out. It's not going to affect him differently. Um, I think, if anything, it, it makes Christian look good in terms of he wins both the titles, so he looks strong against Kenny Omega. He beat Kenny Omega for the titles on Rampage. He gets them. But come All Out, Kenny's going to retain. He just is because the match that everybody wants to see for the AEW Championship is Adam Page versus Kenny Omega, not Christian. And some people have been like, um, going after Christian on Twitter and stuff like that and just saying all this stuff about Christian. But it's just like, if you think about it, Christian is 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 deserving of the title. Not that he should come in and squander these other guys' opportunities that have been here since AEW's opened its doors. But Christian in the, in the indie world, as a wrestler, like Christian Cage versus Christian, Christian is a guy who's going to job out to Randy Orton one more match. He's just WWE's flat, like, you know, flack, and he's, gonna, and he's just going to go in there, put on a good match to get paid, and to lose. Christian Cage is the people's champ, dude. He's the peeps champ, dude. Coming into TNA, proving that he could be a world heavyweight champion, building up the star that he is as Christian Cage. So coming back to the to the independent scene as Christian Cage, he's a different guy. When I hear Christian Cage, I think that's Christian Cage. That's the Christian that deserved to be Christian in, in WWE that never got the shot. So when I see Christian Cage return, I know it's a big thing because this is just like CM Punk returning. To, to the independent scene, to AEW, this is CM Punk outside of WWE. It's a big thing. So Christian returning and, and coming to AEW instead is a very big thing to me. But I don't see him winning the championship. I see it being Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. They just needed to do something in the meantime, so they had to do all out. Christian Cage, Kenny Omega. And that's why when he won the Impact Championships, I felt right then and there. And I, and I had a feeling he was going to win them because once he, he challenged for those two, I was like, he'll win those. But he's not going to win the big gold. The big gold is for Adam Page, but he'll be there to at least put on an entertaining match that's going to be just like how um, Summer of Cena ended with Roman Reigns versus Cena at SummerSlam. Like he's there to put on a great match, but he's not going to win. And you know he's not going to win because it doesn't make sense. It would not make sense for him to win the title. If he does, then I'm going to feel something different. And that's not anything against Christian. It's just 
again, when you have new guys come in, and especially these former WWE guys, right? You're, you're saying it, to, it's it's a waste when you have Adam Page on deck. Like, it, there's no reason for Christian to go over if you know Adam Page is is primed and ready to you know make this big leap too. So I wish Christian Cage would do like a Johnny Cage like <laughs> type thing, but I mean he would have the character. But I feel like that's the thing, Christian Cage. Christian carries himself in a different demeanor when he's when he's Christian Cage, and 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 you, and you see it too. He comes out, he's serious, like he's he's a strong baby face. Like this man is like, as as Christian Cage, I never really see him in the heel mode. Like Christian can go heel, and that's what he did with the Randy Orton. They had to make him the like the 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 martyr pretty much. Like they made him the bad guy, so that way when Randy Orton won, it made sense, you know. But like that's that's Christian like oh like a whiny whiny, whiny little brat. I never get the gold. I want the gold. One more match. Like they turned him into the bad guy when it really it was Christian as Christian himself. He deserves the gold in WWE. So when I see Christian Cage, the ultimate baby face, you know, this guy's coming out and he's serious business, but he's respectful. And that's the thing about Christian Cage that I respect the most is that that character to me has been built up like a baby face. He comes out and he's a serious baby face and he means business because he's a serious dude and you should take him seriously. And that's the one thing WWE's never done is taking him seriously and that's why I feel like he fits he fits so good in this scene. I want I like that he's in AEW. I want him in AEW. I want him in Impact because this is the place he deserves to be with Welcome Orders. If this is how he goes out with his career, he deserves to go out on a, on a high note. Right. Helping helping younger talent just like Punk, and that's the same thing with Punk. Well, same well, thing with Brian gone, that I feel. He'd gone back to WWE, did the Royal Rumble, had his moment with Edge. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like he's tying up loose ends. You know, mm-hmm. like it does kind of feel like a. Because Fair he didn't really get to do that when he, when he when he walked away after the after losing the World Heavyweight Championship, it was just kind of like then he was backstage at like WWE. But you felt like that dude didn't go out on a high note. This is this is right. his chasing the dragon, and you know, and he's doing it. So good for him to do this because then he can do behind the scenes in AEW. But at least he gets to go out in proper terms the way that he wants to go out, just like Edge. Like I, I feel about the, uh, feel about the same way with Edge. Like if Edge was to leave WWE and go to AEW and they just reform one last time. Edge and Christian, dude, and then Jeff Hardy leaves too, and it's it's the Hardy Boys. It would be the perfect way for both those guys to go out. Dudley Boys, why, why not? If you all, right, dude, right. can you imagine how serendipitous all three of those guys come into AEW and they finish out their careers the best way possible, having one last TLC match to kind of just one last ride, and then all three of these teams just call it a day. You know what? It'd right. be like the the coolest thing for all of them. It'd be the best way to go for all of them. Go out together, all of you, because you all three of those guys are what created. What we have now now is ladder matches, TLCs. Like they innovated the game, they changed the game for guys like Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels to to work on that and to what you see nowadays. These right. these callback which spots is, and everything, which is, which is funny because like like you said, Jericho and Shawn um, is like Shawn and and Scott Hall kind of brought the, the ladder, ladder match to the next level. And they are the, the first ones to to yeah, yeah it's exactly yeah. they're the first ones to work on. Okay, this is what you can do with a ladder because nobody's thinking, oh, this guy's gonna jump off the top rope take a ladder with him and slam onto another guy. And they did it. And then it's like, these guys took on, on and built on that to the more extreme. And then it's like, that's, that's and then the it's all the guy, all the younger guys who've been working on it since then kind of thing. So, um, um, um sports unfolded. I don't understand the reference. The reference to the other guys. Waterfalls? Yeah. Michael Keaton. TLC that no T- TLC is. Oh, got it. Got it. I got it. Ah, I got you this time, time, baby. Oh, I stopped short. Yeah, good so, for you. Um, but to, to, Go ahead. to cut back to all this, because, like, we, we do have a point, and I don't want to – like CM Punk said, you know, he's got a lot to talk about. It's not going to be tonight, just tonight. We got tonight. We got next week. 
We got the week after that. Like, just like how he said, yeah, yes, we're gonna be around. We have a lot to talk about CM Punk. I don't want to focus too much on him. We have so much more to talk about than CM Punk, but it's, it's just so hard because to to bring this all, wrap it back around, just one little final touch up. So again, what I was saying that led to all of this, and it all means something. It all it is all connected. Is that I left the wrestling world when CM Punk left, and I became like I came back to the wrestling world. At a, at, I can't even say what would be more fitting time to become a wrestling fan, if not now or if not to return now, like if you're just getting into wrestling, this is the best time to do it because CM Punk comes back. And, and that's why I say I take back his all out thing being his first, his first debut being all out because if you couldn't pick August 13th, 2021, but it just happens to fall for August, you know, instead of being August 13th, it's August 20th. Was it August 20th was Friday? Dude, I, I I'm having a brain fart. It was August 20th. Yeah. That's what I thought for him to return August 20th. Sure, it's, it's it's seven days shy of when he left the professional wrestling world, but it's the best time to come back to the professional wrestling world. It was the most – It was it, all the stars were aligned for him. I saw it in his eyes. If it's a perfect world, August 13, 2021 would have been the day. Unfortunately, not a Rampage, not a Dynamite. Guess what? Rampage, the 20th, it's the next best thing. Right. I mean, technically, right. he could came out on Dynamite, but Rampage being that – that's the first Rampage, it made more sense. Why not have CM Punk be on the brand-new show? to get some some eyes onto the new show. You know, if he couldn't do it at all out, why not get eyes on the newest show, Rampage? And that's what he did. Right. I think it, that's why it worked out so great. And that's why Jim Cornette, of all people, who gets, um, for again, with his opinions, I don't agree with things that Jim Cornette says in terms of his personal opinions, things that he's gotten in trouble for. But people like to scrutinize Jim Cornette, and they forget that he's a wrestling mind. And they say that, you know, he like just like Jim Ross, that he's like living in, in, in this era, but living in a different era, and he needs to keep his mouth shut. Jim Cornette is still a wrestling mind. And for for him, though, he might say things that you might not agree with. There are things that he says that make sense that you have to agree with. And one of those things is he could have cut on Punk and said this was stupid. He said it was the perfect thing for him to come right. back. He couldn't even think about anything else that would be a more perfect. Better, right. He said yep. Yeah, he said it like, oh, this is how I would have done it, and they, and they did it even better than that. He said the, the best way he would have done it, they they did it a different way, and it was better anyway. Like, he had something complimentary to say, and there's nothing else, that, you know, that you could say about it. I, I also thought it was very interesting, like you were saying about bringing you back to the wrestling world. Uh, back in 2010, for the pipe bomb, I was watching wrestling a little bit, and it, it was a little goofy, and, and there was... Uh, you know, uh, Ron Killens dressing up like, you know, Confederate soldier and some other stuff that was going on. The Rock came in and did that tag match. But around that same time, when, when Punk does the pipe bomb promo, it not only brought my eyes back to the show, trying to watch it on a weekly basis. <laughs> you, you laughed at the chat. Yeah. I, I'm listening to you. I That's So fine. don't worry. I'm listening. No, it's all, it's these, all good. I'm these just watching you, watch you Marco. Um it, it's like he not only brought other eyes back to the show and I started watching on a weekly basis again for the first time in a long time, but I noticeably saw he raised the bar and raised the level of or everyone else on the show. He raised hell. Yeah, he raised the bar for everyone else on the show. And so to me, that's what this promo felt like. Punk comes out. It's produced well. It's not overbooked. There's no no run-ins. There's no nothing. It doesn't seem it, it, Bush League. It doesn't seem out. Law, as Jim Cornette would say it, it, they just did it very, very straightforward. And you know what I did also like when we flash forward here to this other promo on Dynamite is having Shivani come out, old school wrestling interviewer, old school wrestling announcer. Interviewing Sam Punk, that was nuts. Interviews him directly. 
um, that it just was very classy, very buttoned up, very nicely done, and very well produced. And they know Punk's a big deal, so he does that. And then I think everyone in the locker room is going to know Punk's a big deal. So when someone legitimate comes around, now they're like, oh, this guy's legit. We need to raise our level of competition, raise our level of promo. Everyone else, I think AEW as a whole will benefit from Punk being there, even if Punk never wrestled a match. Because just him being there and the eyeballs they're gonna they're gonna have on the show, and as serious as Punk's taking his approach to it, I believe that will show everyone else how that's done. Not just a bunch of friends running around shaking hands. You ever seen that picture of the two guys with their hands through their uh, unzipped <laughs> flies and they're sh- and they're shaking hands? They're shaking eyes. hands, yeah. That's what AEW is all the time to me with with Omega and the Bucks and and even Cody. Who, again, like I told you, Cody's the only one who ever really takes himself seriously. Everyone else is kind of 69 and Don Callis and stuff. And so for me, I think that can only benefit. And it does parallel 2010 in the sense of I think Punk's going to raise the bar for everyone else. And I think that that can only benefit everyone in the company. So I definitely agree. And when, when he did his so his two promos that he's done so far um, – I want to scrutinize them. I'm not an analyst by any means. This show is not about being an analyst. We're just two guys that like wrestling and we like talking about it. Our opinions are our own. It doesn't mean anything that like what I say goes or what Nick says goes. So when I say that I'm looking at CM Punk and I'm scrutinizing what he's saying, it's because I take this in a level of importance of what he's saying and making sure that what we're getting is something fresh here and not just like a bitter man who's been gone for seven years and his first shot is to take at WWE. It wasn't like that. But you do get two things that are common denominators in these promos. It was the ice cream bars. It's the WWE, mm-hmm. but without mm-hmm. saying WWE. And it's just like one can see him as pot shots. And that's funny that you talk about Ron Killens because of all people, he saw it as a pot shot. Actually, no, sorry. It wasn't. It was our truth. It was. Our truth. But our truth did too. Our truth oh, okay. and Booker T. So Booker T talked about the ice cream bars in WWE, and, and he said something. Our truth saw a TikTok and was on there and talked about how him and Miz, uh, like, basically he never saw anything impressive of CM Punk. Like they beat Like he talked about this thing and it was just, it's just really distasteful because uh, here's guys that are taking an open pot shot. Of course they have to say that they are, they work for the WWE despite all oh, the shine would slash in the, world, the competition. <laughs> despite all the shine in the world for Ron, for our truth and the Miz on WWE television, neither one of them can hold a candle to CM Punk, and and I think it like of that's course, what I loved about that is that neither one of those guys they, like play it. like he his ego came out for the first time I've seen in probably about seven years because or sorry nine years because at this point we're talking like a three year reign here with with CM Punk, but like the thing about like our truth and the Miz was that they were only there to basically elevate and boost the CM Punk, John Cena. The whole, as far as like the whole locker room that was trust in Triple H, who was coming in as CEO at the time, like this whole thing was an angle to basically get these guys to kind of work together for a moment because it's all drama related. But like Miz and r truths roles, if like you watched it then and you'll see it now, it was nothing really other of importance other than being a setup for the bigger picture. Like these guys were used that way, but were they they actually used in a way that put and elevated them after that to being champions after that, like WWE champion again? No. Did not happen. Our truth, not WWE champion, but 
for him to discredit CM Punk, who was able to become like thousand time, eight thousand time, twenty four seven champion, twenty four seven champion. Yeah, so stick to twenty four seven because that's the only title you're gonna get right now, buddy. Right. Like I don't, I don't, but I don't want to cut. I don't want to cut on our truth because our truth has never talked anything bad about really anybody. He's like to me, he's the type of guy that has been around. He does the D, dude. He has fun with it, and the guy's just enjoying his career. And he's been around for many, many years, dude, from WWF to now, right. dude. Like I, but the legend of K Quick, just with this longevity. TikTok, the the le- from K Quick to Ron, the truth. But like to me, it's, it's say less though with this TikTok. Like let let Punk get his shine. You ain't got no, you don't need to say anything. So like you said, oh, he doesn't say anything, but then he opens his trap. And it's like, well, I just don't get it though because he he never does. But I feel like I just feel like that, like you know, when you like have like that little bit of eagle brush, like a a storyline that you were involved in the mist. Now, when you say those two names, like as if it, like you guys were like the hot talent right there, like CM Punk could hold a candle to you. You guys were two lackeys that were like using a storyline that they were both bitter and like that's why they were doing what they were doing in the WWE and like messing up everything and just coming out and taking over the show because they were being brats. And whether or not it was just for storyline, that's what their role was. So so the irony of it is that these guys were being brats in the ring, coming out and, you know, we're here and we're going to attack superstars and then involved with the whole shield and everything. Like, these guys are just out here being crybabies, but you're going to sit here and then you're going to, like, use your ego to that like you were something more than that and then, like, take a pot shot at Punk. Like, he's just, you know, I never saw anything impressive about him and he's just – He's just bitter, okay. but like, dude, that's what obviously you guys were the, doing in the, the, the ring. Obviously, us as wrestling fans saw what was special about it, and that's why everyone's eyes are right now fixated on AEW. So, I mean, Ron Killens can say whatever he wants, but his t-shirts are too tight, too, Billy. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> so, but but that's so that's the thing to me is like I, I saw those oh, and I was just kind of like eh, and then I was I, just I like think of something else by the way that I wanted to mention to you. All right, about then the, I'll wrap up. The, uh, the I'll wrap about up on my because it's, it's all it's all coming around because it's still about the promo. So to wrap up on that, like I found it like a little cheesy about the, the ice cream bars, but let's be real. Like as a fan, dude, those are the things that you're gonna remember. And and you know what? I, I have not. There's nothing that I have against his promos at all. I I love. Them. I like. I'm interested. I'm invested. I'm hyped. Like I have these potential thoughts about what's gonna happen in the future, whether mm-hmm. or not they come true. How they should have done his promo. Like I thought that him and Daniel Bryan. I thought it'd been sweet if, if 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 Daniel Bryan came out and he he said he was the best in the world and he came out first, that he he got into wrestling first. But with them being around Chicago, it makes more sense to have CM Punk. I'm not going to change right. history, but to me, when I thought about it and I thought about these two these last coming weeks, I thought about man, Brian Danielson coming back it would be perfect. Punk coming back to be at that time was bigger than that. It was more monumental because right. it's a guy coming back from seven years. But honestly, I'm going to say this right now: both of these men. No matter what, how the cards are played out, both their pops are going to probably be the biggest pop that's ever recorded. Because here's here's what I have to say about Daniel Bryan. With the with the promos though, with Punk, just to wrap it up, so that way you can get your thinking about Punk. I want mm-hmm. I definitely want to get on Daniel Bryan. I'm I'm chomping at the I'm chomping at the bit to get on Daniel Bryan because this is all connected. But mm-hmm. Punk's promos, I just saw like a little tiny bit of cheesiness there, but I let it go because it's just something that's like you know what. For a guy who wasn't in the ring for seven years to sit there and do a promo, he was worried, and that's what he even said in the ring, that he was worried about like you know what he was going to say. It's like this is a guy that you just handed the bicycle after not riding it for seven years, and he's a natural. So if you don't think that he's going to – like, okay, you put him in a, in a UFC ring, he's probably not going to do so good. But you put him in a wrestling ring, 
sure, he's a little rusty. Some things might not be the same. He might go for his, his um, shining wizard into the turnbuckle, and he might overgo a little bit and then come back for the bullet. Like there might be like these little botches or whatever. But trust me, when that ring rust is off, this dude is going to be right where he was when he when he walked away from the, the right, sports right. entertainment world. You know, this is a guy who he doesn't skip a beat when it comes to just talking on a microphone. Imagine what he's going to do in the ring because that was his big thing about how he shines. What he says on the mic is dangerous. That's why it was a pipe bomb. When it's, yeah. when it's in his hands, it's a pipe bomb. But he also is a, is a great wrestler too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say I'm not going to pump this guy up and say that Punk has never had a bad match or hasn't had botches where it's like, oh, man. Like he says he's the best in the world. It's his gimmick. Dude, he's the best in the world because of where he's at and how he's trained himself. In that ring, on this microphone, even on commentary, no one can touch me. Yeah, exactly. That's what he means. So, and, and then and, and for, for you to say, well, he's not the best wrestler in the world, like Kenny Omega is or, or Will Ospreay is or Ricochet is. Like, dude, there's more – to being a professional wrestler than just the wrestling itself. You can be the most acrobatic guy in the ring, but you also have to tell a story when you're using those moves. And I'm not going to cut on any of those guys. I'm not deflating them, taking anything away from them. Right, but right. when people come for CM Punk and saying that he's not the best because he can't do like a double backflip, land on his knee and steer off of Will Ospreay, and everybody's going, ooh! Like, right, right. Right. Wrestling he is more than that. He doesn't, he doesn't need to do that type of thing. And, and you he, think and Harley Race didn't do a backflip, land on his knee, and stare at anybody you want? No, you didn't see Harley Race. Cold. You didn't see Harley Race do that in the match with JYD at WrestleMania three. I did. did. Backflip off. By, by the way, Steve Punk's got new tattoos, and one of them is a tribute to Harley Race. So, so like I said, it's all uh, connected. A couple things. A couple things about that. Um, yeah. I did see uh, t- about talking and how important it is. I was watching. Um, the the Attitude Era thing right after SummerSlam 2000, and Edge and Christian win the TLC match, and they come out and they Smiley. want to shake hands with the Hardy Boys, because they're in Greensboro, North Carolina, and um, then they call the Hardy Boys out, and they're like hometown guys, but then the then these uh, little people come out, as I'm gonna say, and the little people come out little 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 ladders, little step ladders, and this now and have you, and then like. Edge or no, it's like Christian goes. Oh, what did you guys think about you know our 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 match at uh, SummerSlam? And then he goes and holds the mic out, and then he takes it back. He goes, Oh, you know you you don't you guys don't get to talk just like the real Hardy Boys don't ever get to talk. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, we got him, dude. Just that, that's and, why I like uh, Edge and Chris. Like I didn't like them winning when like when they won. But again, when we talked about it, the ultimate opportunist when we talked about the tag teams, like dude. Seriously, the Hardy Boys were not meant to be on a microphone. Like they were there to entertain you with the moves. Same with the Dudleys. Like they're there to put you through a table with a 3D. Edge and Christian were no, the entertaining ones on the Dudleys microphone. Could promo. The Dudleys could promo for sure. The Dudleys could. Get, yeah, but get you but if you're gonna put all three of those teams, killer. yes. But who who's gonna win it in terms of the battle? Like the they could go and don't get me wrong. So can oh, the Hardys. Mike, they, it's gonna be Edge and Christian. Yeah. It's gonna be Edge and Christian. Yeah. So that was like their big thing again, being the ultimate opportunist. You got the guys that are doing the moves, and then you got the guys who can also do the moves, but their moves were too cool because they were on the microphone and that was their moves, dude. They were with, spitting with, facts. Right. With the the punk uh promo, the little nuances about um his stuff. I, I like he's like, Oh, it's hot in here. You know, let me take my sweater off yeah, and it shows the-, the new shirt, hits him with that. They give out the ice cream bars. There was all these little things that he knows. You know these these this attention to detail. Some of the other details that people may have missed though was on his shoes. He was uh, sharpied in AC for potentially Adam Cole, and so that's one thing we had talked about before about a Adam Cole going from uh, NXT over to AEW, and then on Dynamite here 
Punk comes out and there's a BW on his shoes this week. So I just want to throw that out there. A BW or BY? Is, as, no, in, B- as in BYOB. Nope, it was BW. And so people are saying, oh, Bray Wyatt, Adam Cole. He's he's like calling out to these guys without having to uh, say it out loud. And the other cool thing I thought was, yes, it could have been Bush League. If Punk comes out, like remember when, um, what's his name? What was the guy who was the Miz's like, he stand-in, his stunt double guy? Um, oh, um, uh, Alex Riley? No, 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 no. Um, he was like the the scholar guy. Oh, 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 Damian Sandow um, was it? Damian Sandow. Remember when Damian yeah. Sandow came out on TNA and he cut that promo and he was slicing up the WWE and that was the the this heat field. TNA did that like a thousand times where they came in and they said WWE sucks and da 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 da. Right. So, so Punk could have done that. He went on Colt Cabana and said WWE sucks from the medical to Triple H to da da da. All these guys suck, right? He could have done that. But you said, but and and then even Booker T tried to imply, oh, that's what he did, that he that he came out and, and he was you know just burying him. But the but truth he didn't. of the matter is that he wasn't. He he came out and he talked about him his choices and why he was there, not somewhere else. Yes, he had to reference it. Yes, he did. It's not a pot shot to speak the truth. Okay, a pot shot is a low blow, something that isn't that's kind of slanderous. No, Punk's not saying anything like that. He can say on his own that his mental health was suffering and that he needed to get away from that. And he obviously did. He walked away from money. He walked away from the spotlight. He walked away from all of it. And he was gone for seven years to get himself right so he could come back on his terms. And to on his me, terms. That's the, that's the most valuable and, and people thing. Like, so. and people like – that's the thing. Like, So we're here as as wrestling fans, and, I, and I'm getting tired of the whole WWE versus AEW tie. Like – because right. we say stuff about certain things, doesn't just mean oh we're AEW guys, whatever. Like you got to remember, you're watching a product for as long as you are. And remember, a product like WWE that's been around for 40 years, we have been watching for at least 31 of my years. And for him, it's about the same. It's you know for him, him. Yeah, there you go. There's a guy over here too as well. He's just standing uh, there. He hasn't talked. But. But that's what I mean. Like, as far as us for being 30 years, like we've watched 30 years of that product, and we still miss like the other 10 before that. But we've watched 30 years of WWE, and and that's that's kind of what makes us fickle. Like like Daniel Bryan's. I love how this is all. Dude, this is one of the best podcasts, honestly, to me. This is why I've been waiting for tonight because there's so much to talk about. There's so much mm-hmm. to get off my chest that is just I've been waiting for tonight, and this is so great did because you hear, did you hear that second promo when they're chanting yes. And he says, no, "That's what oh, I was getting at. Guy, that's, that's the other guy's shtick. Yeah, that's what I was getting like, at. That's the other guy's stick. You gotta have to be a little bit more patient. And to me, <laughs> dude, dude, to me, this is this is what I was talking about. So I wanted Daniel Bryan to come in first, right? And I wanted him to be on well, the best let's in the world. About it this way, if Brian, if Daniel Bryan wasn't coming in before Punk said that, he certainly should now. You know, what yeah. I'm if he was on okay. the fence, okay. He, if he was on the fence, not. now he's not. So this is the <laughs> yeah. best start. If 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 he's if he's if he's all in." So now that we know that CM Punk is all in, if Daniel Bryan is all in, this is this this is the best part. So I I love these these hypotheticals, and this is this is the excitement as a wrestling fan that has been locked away for just as long as CM Punk has been gone. This guy, me, who I am right now, when I was given a wrestling podcast, I was handed a wrestling podcast when I stopped watching wrestling. Like I'm like, what am I gonna do besides talk about the good old days? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what am I gonna do besides talk about the good old days when I don't even watch wrestling anymore? And I'm out of it. But guess what? I'm all in, baby. And I'm not just saying that right, AEW. Right. I'm all in because 
Again, you're talking about common denominators here. So Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, whatever you want to call him, if he comes into AEW, and he better come in as Brian Danielson. I'm sure he will because this is where I, was, I, I thought about it today. I had a conversation with my buddy Joey about it. We were talking about it, and I was like, originally I wanted CM Punk to come in after Daniel Bryan because I felt CM Punk's debut would be bigger than Daniel Bryan's, but that's overshadowing another guy who's also, you know, maybe a little bit, a little bit less because Punk left before Bryan. But if you think um, about it too, this is this I, is. I want to make sure I squeeze in this this meme too before uh, we forget to do this. Like that one I sh- that I sent you. The donkey I Kong. Sure I I, oh, no, that I show one. It to everyone here too. So Kenny Omega right now is Woody. It's St. Punk is Buzz Lightyear, dude. He's the, <laughs> no, he's dude, the, he's the next course, best thing. He's the he's the shiny new toy, dude. And like Omega, I, they of course have that punk in coming somewhere like with a Darby Allen thing, you know. And he can't jump straight to the belt. That's what TNA used to do. That I thought was a mistake as well. They'd bring in a guy, and then like within a month and a half, he was facing Jeff Jarrett for the belt. So to me, mm-hmm. that was uh, that was you know a mistake on their part. So hopefully with Punk, they build it. They let him winter week because he doesn't need the belt who cares oh yeah the con one yeah was so this like, meme i posted on rampage yeah you see the hearts that that, that mm-hmm. tony shivani's got for him and then obviously yep. the star trek con vince and nick after SummerSlam and takeover con, con! yeah so, so i posted this on i i posted this on we love wrestling and i got 76 mm-hmm. likes on. i just wanted to there throw that go. out there that's how hot and fire that is so going no, no, I was just going to say, speaking of returns before, because that's the thing, AEW, it's such a hot topic right now. But, uh, you know, WWE countered with their own returns as well at SummerSlam. And, you know, without talking about the whole pay-per-view or anything like that, um, you know, one of the big ones, which was a, a mistake I referenced earlier, in my opinion, the return wasn't a mistake. The return's great. But, you know, they, they like to do that in the women's division. They think that Becky and Charlotte are on this different level you know and then sasha and bailey's on the next level underneath that and then all the other women are just interchangeable as far as wwe is concerned and that's why both becky the returning becky lynch beats uh bianca belair at SummerSlam for the women's championship and charlotte just like i predicted oh she can become the women's uh, that that uh, what's her name uh uh what was the almost superhero chick can't remember oh, her Nikki A-S-H. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl. And so you're like, okay, Nikki Cross, she's going to become champion. What I say the shelf life on that was before Charlotte's the champ again? <laughs> Which makes me mad because when I saw this, like, okay, so I when I came into SummerSlam, like, I, that's the match I came in on. So, like, I didn't I, – I came in at 8.30, and I'm I'm seeing this. It's Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley versus Nikki, and I was right. like, One of these things win. is not like the other. Yeah, for, I'm like, for one. And then – I'm just like, yeah, it's Charlotte. Charlotte's going to win. That's it. That's right. And, and I'm like, and and I'm no, like there's even, a rap. The there's a rap. There's a rap on your fan. Your okay. So there's a rap on your whole um, favoritism or, or WWE's uh, fan servicing. Okay, they service you. Right. You were right. They gave you. They, they gave you Nikki me? Ash. They fan serviced you, and they gave oh. you Nikki Ash or As. Yeah, Ash. Uh, they gave you that. At least, it's not, a, at least it's not SHIT, right? Yeah, yeah, superhero in training. He's not a superhero in training. <laughs> they, but then they took it away from you. So this is – dude, see, this is why – I love that we are so natural about this because it brings up things that I want to talk about that I haven't yet and that I'm – like my cards are being shown to me before I can even get them because of you. Right, I, right. Love your, I love your wrestling brain 
because it's everything that's lined up with what I want to talk about. My wrestling brain. Yeah, my wrestling brain. So let me tell you. Smooth brain. (laughs) Wrestling brain. I'm going to explode because of all all this stuff is stuff that I've been talking about. I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait for the podcast. It's all stuff that comes out. Right, right. No, no, and and, and here's the thing. Daniel Bryan. Do you remember a few weeks ago when – we watched SummerSlam 91, and we were talking about, oh, this is, like, so great, and we wish it could be this Stop way. it, dude. And- Stop it, dude. Okay, okay. Right. Guess what? Good. Guess what today is? Today is this day in wrestling is SummerSlam 91, <laughs> the match right, made right. in heaven, the match made in hell. What? I right. just wanted but, to pick it out. Me, right, but to me, it was like we didn't have much to talk about. And then watching AEW was uh, um, it, kind of a slog. And then the thing that changed it, no joke, the thing that changed the trajectory – of our interest in what we're talking about is these uh, these returns these um like it started with cena before that it started with uh, you know all kinds of stuff like it all of a sudden from uh, what was it money in the bank onward it's just been this rising action and it's a and, and all of a sudden all of a sudden you're like oh it's a good time to be a wrestling fan whereas like uh two months ago we were like eh, i don't know <laughs> It's kind of a yeah. shitty time to be legit, a No joke. Like Money in the Bank is what turned it around for me because I was like, okay, like I'm, I was legitimately excited for Edge. And then at that point, when we did the podcast, I talked about this potential four horsemen. And unfortunately, now there's a hole in my plans. But just seeing the gears starting to turn again, as and this is our thing as me and you as these um, bookers for our online wrestling leagues. Like we for told, we, we, bookers, yeah. we talked about how we like told stories that were, were rival to, if not better than WWE stories mm-hmm, at the time. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't be more honest about that. And it's like, as a wrestling fan, sometimes you book these things in your head that are picture perfect and they don't come to fruition. And you just got to let those things go. Just know when you let them go, if they don't happen, like don't be like, oh, this sucks. Just realize they right. did something it, to you. It'll get better, and they did something to you. They got you invested enough to be like, right, this right. should happen. And that's honestly – I was so grateful today to sit back and think about that. When I, I was I was out on my lunch break, and I was sitting down. And I was just thinking about all this stuff because I'm, I'm, I'm getting geared up for tonight. I'm like, I can't wait mm-hmm. to talk about all this stuff. And this is – that was it, was the Four Horsemen might not come to fruition because unfortunately with FTR, I believe his cash uh, wheeler, uh, got like a hook – um, injury to his arm. He's got the staples, and he doesn't like. He has like no feeling really in his hand, so he doesn't know if this is it or not. Like they just right, won the, right. the tag team titles, like and he, and he doesn't know if, if he's going to be able to continue. And FTR was a big thing in my in my thing with with Cody Rhodes. They were a big part of my Four Horsemen speech. And now that that might not come to, to fruition, I'm sad about that, and I'm also sad about what happened to Cash Wheeler. But at the same time, like it got my wheels turning for AEW because. Again, this is the most I've been interested in AEW was even before CM Punk talk, like just the hype about CM Punk coming in AEW. But I also looked at AEW and I looked at their existing talent, Adam Page, Cody Rhodes, Brian Pillman Jr., FTR. It would be the perfect four horsemen in my eyes. And with with um being, you know, as as far as Dusty Rhodes kid right. and turning on them, I see the perfect potential for Cody Rhodes to be, you know, face horsemen and then you know, against the elite, but the elite go face eventually, and then the horseman would go heel, and right, this would right. give Cody the opportunity to turn on the horseman because it's all a ruse. It's all a clever well, ruse let, for yeah, his own yeah. Let let, uh, let um, Omega and the Bucks be the jerks that they naturally are, <laughs> which they are because they're heels now. Right. They're not faces, but right. but to give them the opportunity to be faces after that because eventually mm. it's going to happen. They're in the heel point now, having this whole four horsemen thing that I was talking about. Perfect opportunities, like the perfect opportunity. Had all the cards gone right, right, this is the way to do it. Have them be 
have them be the faces to counter the heels. Yep. I was just have two things to say when you're when when you're finished. Okay. 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 So you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to brush up on the four horsemen thing too much. It's just. It's one of the things that we'll get to it. potentially Punk also reference Brian Pillman Jr. in his second promo. He, he dropped. Did. He Brian did. Pillman he Jr. did. He did. And that's that's where my my, my eyes lit up and I was like, damn. <laughs> like four no, horsemen. No, I'm thinking if, about if, if, Punk, if Punk sees something, you know, he referenced it, said it directly. There's something you could do with a with a um, a storyline there in the future. And then to the chat. Ha- they hashtag feces. I just want to point this out. Hashtag feces. Hashtag Reese's Pieces. John Cena, uh, Serena, Selena. Uh, what is it? First seed, third seed, mustard seed, pumpkin seed, stun seed. These nuts. <laughs> That's for the chat. I think. I think. I think these guys are challenging us. So just so you know, that Michael Bluth, our truth, uh, Ron, the truth killings. Paul Pierce is the truth. But the truth of the matter is, LeBron beat him, beat the, that Celtics team to go to the finals. There's my shot to the Boston. Uh, you shouldn't have done that because we were on the Dude, same page this yeah, whole time. Gonna pull, he, now they're gonna now they're gonna pull the plug. I've not <laughs> once said one thing about the Trailblazers, dude, and I actually complimented you the other day you behind your back about Brandon Roy and how invested that you are in the Trailblazers. And when Brandon Roy, before you retired, no. how invested I was in the Trailblazers. No, don't, don't get you. me wrong. When the Celtics beat the Lakers. In 2008, okay, I'm like, no, that's not 2008. That's 2007. Yeah, the year before, because like yeah, 2008, yeah, 2007, they beat him. No, 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 it was 2008 because then it goes 2000. Same year as Brandon Roy, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, when Boston beat the Lakers in the finals, I just want to throw this out to them as I take, take a shot over the Boston Celtics. But uh, n- no one hates the Lakers more than I do. So when the Celtics beat the Lakers in the finals that year, that was that was poetic. And the other thing is, unless, unless uh, the Lakers get like this crazy free throw disparity, like two years later, in that game seven, it, it, the Celtics would be hanging uh, banner number nineteen. But like because of that, it, you know, they, they got to have this. The league itself has to like prop the Lakers up and, and keep and they have to keep pace with the Celtics. So to me, it's uh, I, I'm like. <laughs> Secondary Boston Celtics fan. So good, I'm good, good, good. Okay, so we're still one. We've had a Portland we've, has one seventy-seven. We've had a good chemistry, and and this, and this is the thing, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say that me and Nick have seen eye to eye these last few weeks. We started off with this kayfabe storyline on the champ, but you know what? I am the champ, and he's not going to get the belt. So we might as well just pass off on on the world heavyweight title and get some tag team titles up in here because <laughs> let me tell you right oh, now, yeah, we're we're on the same team for sure. We're, like, we we bet on the same team, and that's that's our chemistry. We could be co-champions. We could be co-champ. We I am the tag team champions. God I damn it. am the tag team. Everything right comes around. Right. No, uh, but, but we got before, these two speaking schmucks. of coming around though. Speaking of coming around before we run out of time. Hold on, hold on. We, we, we got these two schmucks. WWE return. We're I know, I know, I know. Hockey, we're gonna so. get we're gonna get that. But I want to just say for the two guys that are in this chat right now, running their mouths. When you are ready, and we are ready, when before we get off on a CM Punk related tangent that takes an hour to talk about because it's that great when you guys are ready to accept our challenge how about you come on the wrestling den how about you come see us we'll come interview you and we'll find out what you're capable of because you know what we're capable of but if you're gonna come here and run your mouse and our show all right there's always two more seats welcome to the show so if you guys want this they're ready yeah i'm challenging you guys next week and and if, if you're too scared to show up next week there's always the next week and the next week after that. We're always 
every Thursday at 7 p.m. We're live, baby. So you better bring your A game and you better show up because <laughs> Rick meant to say every seven ish o'clock. Every seven ish o'clock. Sometimes almost 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rod has to be here. That's the real truth Rod, about this killer. I gotta, I gotta be here anyway, right? Um, so with the returns, back. coming back, of returns. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait. Hold on. I want to finish. I'm not talking. We're moving. We're moving back in. So I'm just. I want to because like we keep jumping around because that's how exciting this is. So mm-hmm. to because I want to talk about Dan Bryan. And I think we we we're gonna give enough on Dan Bryan here with what I have to say in terms of. So I talked about Four Horsemen and how as a wrestling fan, this is how I saw that breakdown i'm not gonna get more into that i left mm-hmm. it at that it's not it it probably won't happen this way it probably won't happen at all but it got the gears turning same thing with cm punk versus dale and brian everybody wants to see it because it's been it's, it's been done it was done in wwe but i feel like in AEW, if they do dale brian versus cm punk it will be much more better than it was in wwe because they're not overshadowed by guys like roman reigns they're not overshadowed by guys like cm punk like brock lesnar like these guys that vince is pushing that wants to be his top guys when they did Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk, every time they went out in the WWE, it was a spectacle match. But guess what? It, it didn't. There's something off about it that you just felt like it's like right. this is a great the match. Wrong setting. It's the wrong setting. The wrong That's setting. The, yeah. It, and guess like, what? There, more better the setting. Right match in the wrong place. Right. I know what you're saying. They have to wrestle the WWE style match. They have to wrestle with Michael Cole on commentary. They have to. You know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. So with mm-hmm. Jim Ross on commentary, Shivani on commentary. Can you imagine? Brian, this is this is what yeah, I'm so yeah. excited about. So at first I was like, okay. So this is why I was like, oh, CM Punk should be should be the guy that comes out second. Wrong. Wrong. Think about this. Okay. So we got Punk. We got Punk with his Ring of Honor theme slash WWE theme. We got with Cold Personality. We got that. If the only thing that would have been better is if can I, do I have your attention now? And then the and then the yeah, yeah. that would have been. The, I'm not gonna cut on. I love it. I love that he got the the whole static everything. I love that he got it all. Got, he got, got what rights, we wanted. Got the rights to the music. Got everything he wanted. Got everything. And, and it's where perfect. oh it's where the, were his ice cream bars? And then they were there. And then they were there. And they were delivered. Delivered on the promise. So CM Punk, perfect. And I'm glad that he came out and he did it at a time that was more perfect for him. You know what? It's more fitting now because the first one out of Ring of Honor, first shoes back in AEW, back in the independent scene. Right. And it made, all one those, out. it made all those other times that he didn't come back and all those other times that we wished he'd be back. It made it semi-worth it. You know, it made him leaving worth it. It, may, it, it did bring it all back around. Oh, man. He's doing hashtag ice cream, man, dude. This is definitely dude, a challenge. I, I hate the ice cream man. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, let's get, let's go get some ice cream bars after this. Right. <laughs> but 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 Daniel Bryan. Taco, Taco. It. I'm gonna stop saying the name Daniel Bryan for now. Well, for now, you know, I, I will call well, him Daniel I, Bryan. When, well, there's gonna be more hype to when he's gonna show up and when it, he does show up. We will talk about him in the future. We will. There's a there's we a slight chance. A week, like we're giving Punk a whole freaking week right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. But but Brian so, Danielson, Daniel Bryan. I just want to say this. Rick's Brian just trying Danielson. to run out the clock so he doesn't have to talk about Brock Lesnar. That's yeah, seriously, no, You're seriously, it is because, because SummerSlam is good. Every time you say Daniel Bryan, I'm gonna just say Brock Lesnar. I'm, I'm literally telling you right now, Brock Lesnar. The, the WWE thing right is we're gonna wrap we're gonna wrap that up real quick with WWE because I really don't care about WWE. I'm glad that this was focused on on the stuff that really matters. This is this is the stuff that got me back into wrestling as of 2021. Officially, we, giving, we gave Brock props as being like the only legitimate thing in wrestling, and then Punk comes around and we're just like, 
Brock who? That's <laughs> <laughs> Brock, dude. <laughs> like, but, but, but we'll get to Brock party in just a second. But, but, but Dan O'Brien, Brian Danielson, is he all in? So there's still speculation there, just like it's Adam Cole. Is he still all in? So the aftermath of SummerSlam and the aftermath of TakeOver, people are speculating that after what happened with Adam Cole, there's a good chance that he's done. That the dude he with, with Kyle O'Reilly, the way that that match went out, he's done. And you know what? And my speculations were that he would be all in. I talked about it with the whole Four Horsemen, how he would be the elite. We'll get to Adam Cole eventually. I think that's something that we should definitely save for a later date, just like Brian Nielsen. But Brian Nielsen coming out second, I think this Brock is the, they they showed um, actually back to Ring of Honor with Brian Nielsen and, and Punk. Punk showed uh, a picture on his Instagram of him shaking like the handshake, and then fans saw like. Grabbed the original photo and showed it where it's Brian Johnson shaking Sam Punk's hand. Can we stop talking about goddamn Brock Lesnar for a minute, oh, dude? I am tired. Oh, minus 10 points. <laughs> That's DQ, a cheap shot. That, no, Wait, sorry, this, sorry. The DQ, ref is distracted. DQ. The ref is distracted. I'm going to get my personal ref back here because this is this is, this is is BS, dude. This is BS. You, you are <laughs> you're goading me. You're you, instigating Bro- me. Rick, did you know that Brock Lesnar – returned at the end of SummerSlam? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about SummerSlam. I don't care about Pat McAfee. I don't care about TakeOver. It all sucked. It all sucked. There's one good thing out of it that actually no, happened. just because it wasn't as good as, as – as, as, just because the Stop. grass was greener. Stop. Just because the grass Stop. was greener. On, no. Just because the grass Stop. was greener on the other side doesn't mean that SummerSlam sucked. Doesn't mean that TakeOver sucked. Oh, yeah. Like, we're gonna next week. We're gonna talk it about these two, that, it does these mean two cowards McAfee don't sucks. show up for this interview. It, it next does week. mean that Pat McAfee sucks, though. I will give you that. Thank you, thank you. Brian Danielson coming out second. If he, he is he all can, in, Pat, if Brian Danielson, my sackafee. I said Pat juggle my sackafee. <laughs> for those of us who didn't hear that, if That's Brian Danielson is all in. Swear jars is coming, dude. I feel I'm t- we're gonna talk about Brian Danielson. I sure. want, but I want to talk about it now. I want to talk about it now. I want to talk about it now because I've been talking about it now. Yeah, I want it. I, I want it. The about one it. thing with you that I have the most trouble with is that me and you are this is the most fun to me because it's the most aggravating thing, but at the same time, it's so great because it's just we, we get to all these topics and it's just like you beat me to these punchlines the next week when I'm just like, I had that thought in my head last week, but Nick shut me up about AEW. When but I want to talk about a whole, I want to talk about. It's a good thing. I, if I share it, you're sharing it. We're sharing it. The I agree. Wrestling I agree. Every I, Thursday at 7 ish. 7 p.m. On 7-ish. Sports Unfolded at the Wrestling Den TM on Facebook or whatever the heck it is. Just no, that tell them, Rick. Let them know where they can find us. <laughs> Next week to talk about Brock Lesnar and Brian Danielson, and and other things such as such as such as that the brood entrance, know. Becky Lynch returns. Oh, and uh, what will what will Bray Wyatt do? That's our preview for next week. Okay, he, okay. people are, are, are theorizing he Fine. might go to Impact. He, may, you saw the BW on CM Punk shoes. Is he going to AEW? Is he going to Impact? Is, is Adam Cole going to go to AEW? Is Adam Page ever going to start the Four Horsemen? Is Brian Danielson ever going to show up? Brock Lesnar, is he ever going to shave that stupid ponytail? Hey, he, he's just the evolution of what Dan, Dan Universe was. Black, Find black out tank here top. next week on the Wrestling Den. Where can they find us, Rick? At the Wrestling Den TM on Twitter and at Wrestling Den on Facebook. 
You can follow. By the way, our sisters are going to be live tomorrow on Friday at our 6 p.m. Our personal sisters are going to be live. Our, our personal sisters, Sports Unfolded, <laughs> are going to be live tomorrow. So make sure you catch them because that's the only time you're going to catch them. Otherwise, <laughs> you'd be lucky if you catch them next week at 7 p.m. ish. <laughs> Your daddy's sisters, maybe. <laughs> My aunties. Yeah, you right, can, you right. can catch our sisters oh, tomorrow. Oh, he's, he's bombing us. Speaking of one of them. Right? Look at that. Oh, he's got the NWO, the black and white. Like, Hogan, he's coming to squash the talent of the New Day. It's either he meant it to be black and white or he's just in low light. I can't decide if it's Bush League or if it's Jesus. He's that evil, man. Let him be. That's how he does it. <laughs> Very good. So, no, they're, so you guys, you guys aren't scared after all, huh? We're never scared. Never scared. Wait, me. wait, wait. Why are you no, guys wearing the gray no, shirts and why are me and him wearing the green this shirts? This is kind of messed up. Green. What are you talking Hold about, bro? That's what I'm saying. Me and you, I'm pointing down to you. Look at oh, hey, that. Me and you are matching. And they're matching. Dude, there's, there's a swerve going on here. Uh -oh. I don't know what Rick, to do. Rick, this is the equivalent of them coming out and standing on the ramp, though. This ain't them getting in the ring. Yeah, this is the point at the ring. That's a WrestleMania sign. Pointing at the WrestleMania sign. Oh, man, Ricky Savage sees a bunch of cowards coming on my show. Whoa. We're trying to wrap it all up. Yeah. Yeah. Nikolai we'll Jerkoff. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Oh, the power. The Am I next? The power. Am I next? Am I the next? power. So thank you for joining the Sports Unfolded. <laughs> <laughs> and we win again. <laughs> We will always be number one. The, the power trip, dude. The power, the power's the dude. For tonight, you will be number one. We're the one. mega powers, dude. <laughs> mega powers. Mega powers, yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Man, that's, that's fantastic. Dude, we did the right hands, though. We did the right hands for the shake. We I did it. the point down, but we did the shake in one shot. The mega powers are meant to be, yeah. This has been one of the most entertaining episodes one of the most entertaining episodes of, of all time, dude. You guys did and a great job. We, we appreciate you guys. Doing, Thank you doing so much. Yeah, we, 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 we're going to be number one next week. You might do it this week. But guess what? Your new tag team champions are coming, baby. With the number two show, but eventually we will be the number one show. And that's Sports Unfolded. <laughs> See you next week. Go watch our sisters or our daddies. Tomorrow at 6 p.m. We'll catch you next week at 7, 7 p.m. ish. <laughs>